Ladies and gentlemen, despite being promised on last week's episode, the Empire Podcast Marvel Studios Fanfare Orchestra do not appear on this week's Miss Marvel Spoiler Podcast due to a series of unforeseen circumstances, mostly involving blind panic. However, all is not lost. At Foul Shopaholic and at Bon Bon Cliff have contributed heroic efforts, one on Kazoo and one on Melodica. And now it is with great pleasure that I introduce you to this week's Empire Podcast listeners, Marvel Studios Fanfare Orchestra, playing the Marvel Studios Fanfare. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. <laughs> Solid start, good. <laughs> Yes, yes, good. Yes, Melodica. Rock the fuck out of those drums, Dale. Hello, Pod. I'm Chris Hewitt, and welcome to the latest spoiler special dedicated to dissecting Marvel's latest Marvel. It is Miss Marvel. That's all right, isn't it? Yes. I haven't said the word Marvel too much in that sentence. No, no. Although totally I do fine. get paid by the mention. It was marvelous. <laughs> Those feige bugs are coming in big time. Soon I'll have enough for a cup with Kevin Feige's face on it. Anyway, we're here in the pod booth to talk about episode three. Of Miss Marvel, the brand new. (laughs) (laughs) Only an hour, guys. The brand new Marvel Cinematic (laughs) Universe show on Disney Plus, and I'm joined by my marvelous panel of Miss Marvel Marvels. I now have 57p. <laughs> this is incredible. This is absolutely incredible. I mean, the thing is, when he says he wants a Feige cap, that's to complete the set of 24. Yes. I have I have all the other Kevin Feige accoutrements that a person could need, but I just need that one cup. One cup to complete my Feige collection. Anyway, Helen, Hi. with your heart out. <laughs> You're back! Helena Hart is here, everybody! Hooray! So pleased to be here. I was so gutted about missing the first couple of weeks of this show. Don't worry. We did it without you, and it was seamless. (laughs) Nobody noticed. I believe. And it wasn't anarchic and nonsensical in any way, shape, or form. Cool. Yeah. So welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you. We'll circle around to get your opinion on the show in general, and obviously episode three, which is called Amon Warman. Is it? That's a weird <laughs> <laughs> My favourite episode by default, obviously. I think it's called something beginning with M, but I can't remember. Wow. We come to you for the like the, the knowledge. You should know this stuff. Um, I have it downloaded. I have it downloaded. I look it up on my phone. I can do that with my face. Destined. Thank oh. you. Destined. Oh, Destined oh, Daniel Cretton. Or, or in, in Amon's terms, Mestined. <laughs> <laughs> what a marvel it is indeed. We're also joined by the, I can't say marvelous in relation to this man. He's not even listening. <laughs> Look at him. What is he doing? What are you doing, James Dyer? With your Soundgarden t-shirt. <laughs> I'm going to be cool today, aren't I? Go on, be jealous. I wasn't going that far. <laughs> no, but okay. we, Jim and Ryan went to see Audio Slave. We did. 
Not uh, recently. All those, no, no. It was about 15 years ago. It but. was. All those years ago, we went to see the godlike Chris Cornell. Yes, we did. In action. My God, what a, what a night that was. Yeah. Our musical tastes collided for one night. Yeah. <laughs> one, <laughs> one delicious Strange night. conjunction of the spheres. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Anyway, Jimbo, hello, welcome. Hello. hello. All right. Yeah, that's it. That, that'll, that'll, that'll do. That's enough. That's that'll, enough. For that'll, you do big. that'll do, <laughs> And this week we're joined by a newcomer to the Empire podcast uh, who got here. A very interesting way of getting on to the show. He basically complained. <laughs> and that's how that's how it works. It doesn't work for everybody, by the way. So don't complain. I should about have tried this years this earlier. Amon, you did, you've sent me several abusive text messages, in fairness. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, the first episode we, we talked about this on last week's show. The first episode uh, of the of the spoiler special came out, and um, you know, and it was basically um, for four people who aren't of a South Asian background talking about this show. And Neil Bat, for it is he, is sat right here, called us out on that. He said, "Oi, dickheads, stop doing that." So we said, "Neil, come on in and have a chat this week." Hello, Neil. I wasn't as harsh as that. Yeah, it was, the, the subtext was there. Yeah, my God. It was there. I was reading between the lines. There was a definite dickheadish quality to it all. There was definitely dickhead in my head. But that's yeah, absolutely. But, uh, but welcome. Welcome. How are you? Good, good. Yeah, thank you for having Excellent. me. Tell people nice. about yourself. Who are you? What do you do? Um, I'm Neil Bat, as that's been established. Uh, I, my parents are of Indian and Kenyan heritage, so similar-ish to, to Kamala Khan. Um, I born and raised in London and always lived there, moved from north west to now I'm in south east. Mm-hmm. All the um, best people, yes. Exactly. Yeah. Postcode. So, what's your, what's your national insurance number? One, two, three, four, five, six. Um, it's, First pet, a mother's maiden name, and I will need your bank card. Uh, I've been a you know, Marvel fan from pretty much from day one. And Big old geek. This has been, exactly, this has been one of the most fantastic things I've ever seen them do because it's been. It's felt like kind of a Black Panther moment in a way. And I didn't really feel that until maybe the day before or the first day that it came out. Mm -hmm. And after that, it was just, I I was losing my mind over the show. The the cultural references are are incredible. Like the small things and the big things, the small things are fantastic. They're some of the funniest things that you'll see. And you'll recognize more as a brown person, I would say which I'll try and get into. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love, I'm loving this show and that's where my credentials are because I'm brown, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thanks for coming on. And uh, yeah, I, I know what you mean. I, I very much had the same reaction to Black Panther as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm uh, Captain America. Whoa, hang on a second. Aww. When will white guys get their shots? That's right. That's white, guys called, white guys called Chris have never had their moment in the MCU. I bet Chris Pratt has a Kevin Feige cup. I bet Chris Evans has a Kevin Feige cup. I bet Chris Hemsworth's got the set. I think they probably share it. Two, <laughs> two guys, one cup. <laughs> I was so worried somebody was going to do it. Was there any doubt it would really be me? No, so. no, there shouldn't have been. Uh, one day there'll be a big budget remake of that. Anyway. I have to. Okay, look, look, look. While we're on the subject of that kind of thing, I feel like... What kind of thing? You know, you know. 
Oh, oh no. Baby, no, 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 no. I feel it's important to get it out of the way at the beginning of the show so we can move on as adults. I've, and got, I've got to head you off with the bangle. Bangle, yeah. Okay, obviously... The, this uh, is your bangle the, angle, this isn't This is it? the bangle angle. Obviously, oh, God. I feel I, I should apologise on behalf of, well, me, because <laughs> I think I've ruined the show for absolutely everyone listening to this podcast. And the reason is they used the word bangle approximately 900 times in the first five minutes of this episode. They did. To wit, in- we found the bangle. We yes. need two bangles. The bangle will take us home. I think... I think yeah. I have this bangle for a reason. That bangle is made for something bigger than you. Yeah. <laughs> and so we you can't want... let them get their hands on our bangle. So you want my bangle is yeah. the line that Kamala says I mean, in this. And, um, I may or may not have been snickering a lot. In case people don't know what this refers to. And I'm, and I'm lucky you. amazed <laughs> if you don't because James has been banging on about it relentlessly or bangling on about it relentlessly. Yeah. Bangly bang. Yeah. Uh, it is James's contention. And sadly, this has been backed up recently <laughs> by people who live in Belfast. <laughs> that there is a theory going around that the word bangle is Northern Irish slang for bumhole. Now, Helen and I are both from Northern Ireland and we're both from very vastly different parts of Northern we Ireland. Are. She's from the bit up the top, near the, <laughs> the giant. pretty bit, yeah. And I'm at the bit down the bottom. The boring bit, yeah. The boring bit. <laughs> near the bangle. <laughs> near the bangle. Mm. Near Newry. Uh, uh, hometown of Pat Jennings holds the record. No, he didn't. Steve Davis has overtaken him. Anyway. Well done, anyway. Anyway. Anyway, anyway, off a beaten path. Bangle, we don't think Bangle means bumhole, but people in Belfast say North it Down, apparently. Where is North Down? Well, I'm from County Town. Well, apparently, apparently, Andrew Miller, who is the, the listener who had mentioned this, said it's the North Down Some people call him area. the Space Cowboy. But if you look it up on, and this is actually, if you look it up on mm-hmm. Urban Dictionary, it says Bangle. Yes. Noun, a euphemism for the arsehole, usually bangle. used in a sexual context, and they use an example here to help you understand. <laughs> I hear Lisa takes it up the bangle, and this is this is no, how but, they've explained it. But, but what it actually sounds like, I hear Lisa takes up the bangle. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously, yes, that's how it would be said. So, mm. uh, so yeah, and and that unfortunately yes. meant that it was a bit of a fanar fanar fest for half of this it was, episode. Yes, I have to say, whenever Kamala said, "So they want my bangle," and then you know, we need that bangle, yeah. all those stuff need a going through my head. You're going to need a bang- bigger bangle. Okay, so now we've got that out of the way. <laughs> yes. Can we leave it and never discuss it again? Please, please, please. Because please. I really like this show, yeah. and I will not have you steal my joy. You <laughs> I mean, absolute yeah. twat. I I because we that. we may have you principally <laughs> may have ruined the show for people. Yeah. Some people have uh, written in to say that. Uh, unlike, of course. <laughs> The Book of Boba Fett, which yeah. was ruined by the people before who made we got it. To it. Yeah, yeah, it was exactly. pre, it was pre, it was pre-bangled, if you will, before that was released. Anyway, yeah. that's done. That's that's it's in the done. corner. We're, We're moving on. We're we talking won't about this episode mention it again. Hell's bells. Yes, you like the show. You haven't really been here do. for two weeks or whatever it was. Yeah, I was well, I die sorry. on the corner. Tell me about this episode. Um, I uh, I had a lovely time. I thought this was a really basically. I think this whole show so far has been so joyful, which is what I wanted from this character because. That's what she is in the comics. She is eccentric. She is weird, but she is also joyful. And while she has a lot of problems, you know, in the same way that Peter Parker did getting to grips with her powers, she still takes pleasure in her power. She still loves what she does. She still has this close-knit family and this incredible group of supporting characters around her. And I wanted all of that to come across on screen. And so far, at least, that is exactly what they're doing. And they are spending the time with her family, with her friends, in her house, in her mosque, in her school, you know, in the tiny little corner shop where her best friend works. Like, that's what I want from my Kamala Khan, as well Mm. as, obviously, you know, uh, action shenanigans uh, as she as she gets to grips with her powers. So the fact that this episode extended that, the fact that, that this episode kept that going, the fact that you have this incredible 
gorgeous wedding in the middle of it just made me very, very happy. And I had such yeah. a lovely time with it. So, and and we also, of course, get a bit of a, a, a jump forward in terms of plotting as well. We get some bad guys. We know what they want. We know what's standing in their way. I also feel like I see a path through that with Kamala. So I think that's that's good as well. Yeah. But I, I like that there was there was real movement forward here in a sort of big superhero plot way, but also there was so much time given to family and friends and character work. And I'm just having such a lovely time with this show. It's so good. We've we've said repeatedly about a lot of stuff in the MCU that we just want to hang out with these characters. And this show has really taken that to the nth degree. And it's worked tremendously well to the point where, you know, Amir gets like a big character moment this this week we get to see that he's struggling for cash we get to see he has a scene with his dad where there's a really lovely pep talk scene and if i'm honest the moment where he got married really made me emotional in a way that i was really surprised by i was like hang on a second we've only really seen this guy for a few minutes of screen time across these three episodes but i feel like i know these characters intimately i feel like i really like these characters and I was actually really nervous for the last 10, 15 minutes of the episode because I think it is the most conventional episode so far, stylistically and structurally and, and narratively. It's the most conventional episode, which meant that we had a feeling that there was going to be a big antagonistic rumble going on and that something was going to come and upset this wedding and spoil Amir's big day. I was like, oh, I don't want that to happen. So, but when it happened, you know, it's, it's still it's a really, really cool sequence, but... For me, I'm loving that I'm connecting with these these characters. Neil, let's, 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 what's your take? I mean, you've talked a little bit about the show already, but you know, are, are you connecting? Why are you connecting with the show particularly? Yeah, yeah. I would say I'm connecting with it because it's, you know, there are all these cultural similarities to, you know, Pakistan and India and where, you know, my heritage is. But more so on like sort of a grounded level, like there's there's been scenes where they've gone shopping for a wedding and I've done that loads of times. It's really <laughs> annoying when you're younger and very similar situation <laughs> yeah. to, to, to Kamala. Um, but there was also a moment when they used the word Gora and they've used wed, well, no, the word Beta and it's, it's mm. all these like words which are, Beta is like very much a endearment term. Gora is a very funny Slightly derogatory term for white people, <laughs> in case you didn't know. And it's, it's, it's just, it's just <laughs> I know, how dare they. <laughs> but it's, it just, it's just done so well. Like, they just kind of, they do it so sort of naturalistically and in a way that you kind of, you want to carry on watching. And I think the reason that you kind of maybe care for her brother quite a lot, even though he's not being in that much, is because of the relationship between him and Karen, Kam- excuse me, him and Kamala. It's, it's done so well and it's fairly... Like, it's quite simple in terms of um, brother-sister relationship, but they've clearly got a close bond. Like, he's gone up to see her when she's been dis- distraught with something or they've they've had chats and they've kind of joked around about certain things and there's, there's just been that lovely connection. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I've connected on, on so many things. That, that, like, there was, there was something that really got to me, and that's her parents. Mm. Yeah. I think her parents are absolutely fantastic in this, like, performed really well, but they... More her mum, and I know there's going to be more to this because she knows something about the Bangor because that was kind of implied in the first episode. But stop it, stop it. And the <laughs> the uh, the the sort of the way that some people are when they move to a different country. So I've had it where friends of mine have had parents where they've they've moved to this country and they've not been they've not really integrated with sort of Western ways and they've just kept to their sort of Indian or Pakistani ways. And that Mm. can be fine to a point, but I think you kind of have to 
integrate in the way that you want to see your children integrate and make sure that they're happy with their lives here and i don't think you can be unless you fully do that and i think there's an element that of that with her parents um yeah like i said more with her mum mm. but that's something that i really relate to um seeing that uh, mm. with with friends of mine i'm i'm quite lucky that i've got quite modern parents so yeah. but also that scene with her mum this week in in the bathroom where she's sort of dressing her wounds and talking about how difficult it is and what a huge shift mm. that is in your life to to move country and 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 just start an entirely new life i thought that was beautifully played and it got so much of that across to people who maybe don't know that who haven't had that experience in their lives i thought it was yeah absolutely gorgeous scene i think one of the many many great things about this show is how they are showing the normalcy of these people's lives and especially when it comes to religion and on the flip side of that you got us getting an inside look at what it really means for these people to be celebrating that uh their religion, their culture, everything else. And then you got the Western world, these uh, agents coming in with a mm. predisposed view that we have seen in however many TV shows or films before this. And we're seeing how that is coming up against what it actually really is mm -hmm. at the same time. And seeing those, you know, seeing that at the same time, I think it's really, really interesting because this, film, this show is trying to correct how people have viewed and how people have depicted that on screen in the past as we're seeing <laughs> the people who are representing that mm. coming up against them. I think that is really, really interesting. I love that they are really exploring that to the degree that they are. Yeah, the, the two things in that scene that I thought really stood out were, uh, first of all, operating out of this mosque. Yeah. What? With that loaded language. Mm -hmm. And second of all, them failing to take their shoes off. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I saw it at the TV when I, when I saw them. Before they even said it, I saw them come in with their fucking shoes and it's like, <laughs> take them off. Mm -hmm. Dicks. It's just ridiculous. Like, I'm not yeah. even religious and I know that's so disrespectful. Mm -hmm. And it's just, oh, But God, it's yeah. deliberately it was, so in her part, isn't oh, it? Absolutely, it's, yeah. it's the first time I think, you know, we're seeing it with, the, with, with her in particular. If you look at last week, was it Agent Cleary in the in the scene with um, Zoe when they're interrogating Zoe and she comes into the room with him mm -hmm. and he says, "Okay, well you can go to you know investigate, check every every uh, what does he say? He says check every community hall, check every temple, check every mosque." But he says, "Do it respectfully." Mm. So he's clearly very much plugged into that. She is just she just doesn't give a shit, and it's it, it, it's the first time I think the show is really. Showing that the, the how racism can be weaponized by the authorities mm -hmm. to, you know, and and how they might react to the notion, how American authorities might react to the notion of a of a mm -hmm. Muslim superhero. Yeah. Uh, it's the first time the show is really properly leaning into that yeah. uh, for me. Yeah, I think the other thing which is really really interesting, especially about this episode, um, and I think this is going to be an arc that's going to continue. But with Kamala. She, we obviously established that she's a hero worshipper mm -hmm. um, in, the, in, in the biggest sense of the world. Now that she has come into powers of her own, there's an expectation versus reality component that is driving her arc, which is really, really interesting. And, you know, there's a number of lines to the point where she says herself, you know, obviously I don't get to be the superhero. There's lines in previous episodes, you know, brown girls don't get to be the superhero, mm -hmm. etc. And the journey which she's going on, hopefully eventually making that decision to know I am going to this, I'm going to be the super, I'm, I'm going to use these powers for good. I'm loving where that is at this stage. Obviously in this episode, she's in very sort of doubt mode as uh, there's sort of, sort of a few things she needs to find out. Um, 
uh, information about the bangle. Stop. Um, um, <laughs> and other stuff. Um, but I'm liking how that journey is progressing as well. Mm. I also love that, that they've made it very clear, and I'm, I'm sure you've talked about this in, in other in weeks when I wasn't here, but just to say again, the fact that they've made it clear that the bangle... Stop it. <laughs> unleash something. <laughs> unleash something in her. That there is something innate. Like it's not yeah. going to be a game where the bad guy just has to take off her jewellery mm. and then yeah. she can be easily defeated. No, the power is inside of her. Yeah. Like and a Pixar so, movie. And it just like comes out movie. via the bangle. And it just comes out <laughs> now after she's activated that piece of jewellery. Yes. Yeah. Sure. We're activated by that piece yeah, of jewellery. Let's call it piece of jewellery. Yeah, yeah I'm, that's what I'm saying. See, I'm saying it's more of a cuff and less of an actual bangle, if we're going to be specific. But they mm. refer to it as the bangle, and who am I to disagree? Mm. We talked about it yeah, at home, and it was like, bangles are not usually that big. No, yeah. it's, it's, so, it's yeah, like a it bracer, like a isn't it? Like, yeah. it's quite full on. Yeah. Speaking of, Helen made a very good catch on, uh, we, we were re-watching this in the office, uh, in terms of the cuff and its connections to other stuff. Helen, would you like to have it? Oh, yeah. Good spot, Oh, Helen. yeah. So when they're digging in the temple or whatever, the ruins at the beginning. Yeah. Um, they said that Moonlight had left over. From <laughs> the had left over. <laughs> You've got a lunch hour. Quick, uh, go. <laughs> run, run, run. Uh, but did you notice on the floor, there was a there was a pattern on the floor. The pattern was 10 rings with crossed mm-hmm. swords in the middle. Yeah, I didn't see that. So that yes. might be a clue to the origins of these of this clandestine. It might so be. So the bangle comes from the same place as the rings, <laughs> right? Gotcha. So we need people who can finger the rings. Why am I here? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! No, you, you brought this on yourself. You fucking brought this to yourself. He's not wrong. James, lock that door. We're going to give Neil. We're going to give Neil the full Empire Podcast treatment. Oh, oh no! I do remember listening last week and thinking. Um, well, I think Amon said he was going to try and protect me from this, but yeah. I, I think I'm it's sorry, hard to do. I'm doing a crappy job. I'm sorry. <laughs> he can't. It's, no it's hard to do. You can't save what can't be saved. Um, but yeah, but this is. I mean, it is. It is a, a potentially elegant piece of storytelling again you know like they did with the infinity stones and the MacGuffins of every other single film just sort of repurposing them i feel like there might be something similar going on here that mm. these might be other dimensions that are connected somehow and that there are there are links between you know the origin of those the jewelry in Shangxi and the mm. jewelry now mm-hmm. in ms marvel and that that gives you again an elegant potential solution to mm. all of this now that said what we also were noting when we looked again is that arm that the the cuff comes from um, does appear to be blue and slightly larger yes. than the human average. Navi. So I thought <laughs> it all comes back too. to Pandora. It all does. Yeah, or it's the really, way of water. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see who, what kind of person it could be. Yeah. No, it would make sense for it to be Kree, given Captain Marvel's mm, and, and mm-hmm. connections to that. Given that we're not going to be seeing Miss Marvel in the Marvels, which is a sequel to Hang Captain Marvel. Hang on a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. I know what you're doing here. I know what you're doing here. Hey, I got a bank account too, okay, too, okay? I got, I got a, no, no, no. I'm up to 65p. Come on. Come on. Only I can say Marvel that many times in a sentence. Ridiculous. Uh, but yes, I think that's exactly where we're going to where, where we're going with this. I, I'm, I'm intrigued by what's going to happen with the origins of this particular cuff. piece of jewelry <laughs> off the cuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, and Amon's absolutely right. We will see Miss Marvel later on in the Marvels alongside Captain Marvel, <laughs> and of course, uh, Photon, who is another Captain Marvel in the comics produced by Marvel Comics. Uh, but of course, wow. this is not a comic produced by Marvel Comics. This is a piece of television, and in fact, a, a film produced by Marvel Studios. You missed the fact that Captain Marvel used to be called Ms. Marvel. Damn it. Damn it. This is true. But, uh, you know, there's a genuine point lurking there, which is that 
Carol Danvers gets her powers from an Infinity Stone. We saw that that's how it happens in Captain Marvel. So it's a change from the comics. It is, and, and this is a change from the comics as well with with Kamala. So how how does that how does that work? Can the can the the cuff be linked? to the Ten Rings and then linked somehow to Infinity Stones? Is that... Maybe they don't need to share an origin. Yeah, I don't think so. they share some other... Like a cosmic I'm signature, maybe the, the the bangle and the uh, and the rings are definitely connected because I think that the, the end of of Shang Chi, like they show, we don't know where this came from, we don't know where the fuck it is, and I feel like and who's investigating it? Yeah, indeed. But Carol Danvers, and also in this episode, what do they talk about? They say that you know, in order to send the clandestines home, and we haven't even talked about them, but we haven't really started talking about the episode yet <laughs> in our usual befuddled way, uh, but to send the clandestines home or the djinn home to wherever it is they're going whichever dimension it is that they're from another dimension Bruno says another, another dimension. dimension another dimension Bruno says it will take basically an energy output equivalent to the power of the sun the power of the sun and, and the, the power, power of my, my hand, hand. <laughs> so you know that, seem, that to me suggests a Carol Danvers style burst of energy so is that maybe but where I we're going here I don't I did think say that you know, I did give it a long guarantee uh, <laughs> I don't know like, Chris commitment uh, <laughs> oh, dire a warning <laughs> <laughs> a Helen modicum of sense <laughs> 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 it's a bit of a mouthful Helen well, needs, needs, needs more you know, uh-huh. right, no, I, I don't know about Carol turning up in this and I especially don't know about her being solely responsible for, or being responsible primarily for sending them home Purely on the fact that the name of the show is Ms. Marvel, and I feel like this is going to... At the moment, right, just to get back to the episode for a minute, Mm -hmm. the issue is they want her to send them home. Mm -hmm. Um, She's like, cool, but we should probably figure out how to do this, given it involves the power of the sun levels of power, and there's Mm -hmm. a possibility of things (laughs) going boom on a big scale. And they're like, screw you, we ain't waiting. Big You're just trying to put us off um, and trying to take the power themselves, right? That's that's where we're at right now. It feels to me like there's room for somebody to maybe get over themselves there and sit down and <laughs> have a minute them. and go, you know what? You're right. Let's work this through together and then we'll get home. Because at the moment they're acting like there's a deadline, but they haven't explained what that yeah, deadline is and why is. they're in such a phenomenal hurry all of a sudden. They need to go home to watch something. It's very, very unclear. <laughs> but if I do the oven on. They definitely went from naught to 60 very, very quickly. I love this series and I yeah. really, really enjoyed this episode. I must admit that maybe wasn't the best bit of plotting because yeah. it didn't yeah. ring true at all. But ultimately they not only put in the pun gin and tonic which I adored yep. they yep. also had a, bra- a band in there called Brown Jovi and honestly Amazing. both of those <laughs> yeah. things paper over any criticism I might possibly have and every fight sequence should be choreographed to Living on a Prayer the end <laughs> the amount of money that they had to spend on that I don't care money well spent money well spent definitely want to see Brown Jovi live now. <laughs> sadly and I looked this up Brown Jovi is not a real band oh. Uh, oh. I, I looked it up I, but I discovered in the midst oh. by, whilst doing so whilst googling Brown Jovi that Millie Bobby Brown out of Stranger Things is dating Bon Jovi's son. Really? Yes. Wow. <laughs> so if, you Google, if you Google Brown Jovi, literally get lots you get. of lots of gossip column stuff about, about those amazing. two yeah. and pictures of their first public outing, which was at the Oscars or something. I don't know. Right. Yeah, very cute. Cool. But yeah. anyway, to get back to Ms. Marvel, if you remember the show that we were supposed to be talking about. I'm sorry, about. I thought this was a Stranger Things <laughs> special, which I'd be really qualified that. for having never seen Stranger okay. Things. Maybe not 
Yeah, then. Now, I, I I think that, by the way, it is a good thing. They were talking about their first dance being to Living on a Prayer, which is a terrible first dance. That's song. a good dance. No, it's bad. It's about it's a I've listened pluck. to the lyrics. Oh, yeah. I mean, granted, you don't want to. I mean, it's like oh, that's you, the lyrics everything is going to go wrong in your, in yeah. your lives if you yeah. do yeah, your first dance to Living Amir on a Prayer. Amir only has $700 in his checking account. He can empathize with Tommy's plans. Yeah, but that's a lot more than Tommy has. Anyway, my point being, you're, you're setting yourself up for trouble if you have that as your first dance, but they're actually going to first dance if you listen to the strains of the song that's about to play. Sounded like, was it Bed of Roses? I think it's Bed of Roses. Anyway, they were going to dance to a different Bon Jovi song and Living on a Prayer only comes on for the action scene. Fair I enough. just wanted to cover that off because <laughs> I thought it was really important. Could I say, I want to be at that wedding every weekend for the rest of my life because it looks like the greatest wedding ever and I want to do choreographed dancing on the fucking dance floor with everyone it's amazing I, I, it was so it was so joyous for me I, I loved that sequence the, the whole show someone wrote in uh, and we'll get to your listener questions at some point maybe because <laughs> uh, we've spectacularly failed and you'll be one Kenobi spot special <laughs> but um, someone wrote in saying that this show is basically just pure joy yeah. put on screen yeah, so is. far and uh, it was why I was slightly disappointed that we re- referred it back to kind of conventional plotting and conventional antagonists for the for the last 15 minutes of show of of the uh, of the of the episode but that wedding sequence was just tremendous uh, I absolutely adored it I think that Kamala's parents are the best on-screen parents in anything <laughs> since the Tooch and Patricia Clarkson and Easy A. They are. I currently have a vacancy for parents, a bit like Bruce Wayne. Uh, and if they could be my parents in real life, I would be more than happy. So please do answer the call. This might be why um, Kevin Feige bit dark, but there said, you go. <laughs> when, when I spoke to Kevin Feige for this, for the uh, Empire Sorry, feature, sorry, what? Someone other than me <laughs> spoke to Kevin Feige? Yeah, sorry about that. Did anyway, he, did he, he talk about love. me? Of course he did. Did he mention he me? He talked about nothing but you. Good. <laughs> but just, just in a moment, like, you know, as a tangent from you, he <laughs> mentioned in passing. <laughs> um, Kevin, can, can we talk about Ms. Marvel for a second? <laughs> he mentioned in passing that he, like, he feels the same way about them. He's like, in my head, they just live in that house now and we go there sometimes and we film and then they, you know... We, we, we leave them, but they're still there. That's still a thing that is happening and I don't have to worry about, you know, that's just as a real family now. Yeah. I just love that. The wedding stuff was great and I think it was brilliant how they didn't just have the wedding, they had the Mendy just before. Mm-hmm. If you've ever been to any sort of brown wedding, they are very long, a bit <laughs> much and just slightly annoying. <laughs> the, way that the food's really good and the colours are great and the wedding itself is fun. Well, they can be. Um, uh, but they, they can be long and a bit, a bit much. Uh, so I've, I, 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 I didn't go to this one, but I skipped it. I, my mum went to one which was seven days long. <laughs> what? I think there was wow. eleven events of some some sort. Jeez. So like across seven days, eleven. This is this is normal. Wow. Yeah. Seven days. Yeah. Mental. And it's, seven it's just days. like <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> they must really love each other. <laughs> Probably not. Um, <laughs> well, I say, this is family I'm talking about. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's definitely um they can be really long, but like this is what I love. Like they, they could have just shown the wedding and that's mm-hmm. it, but they showed they showed the 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 Mendy as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Mendy is like fairly traditional and in, in sort of several uh like brown, Pakistani, Indian, I keep saying brown, um mm-hmm. that is true. Um weddings. And you know, you, you get to see a bit more of a fuller side of the wedding 
because you get to see a couple of events rather than just one. So yeah. that was really, really good. That was that was awesome. Also, I loved like the little details. Like, I think it was maybe the bride's little brother or similar who mm. was stealing Amir's shoes, <laughs> like, all of the shoes, and running away with them, and then looking so pleased with himself on the sofa when Amir comes on shoeless and uh, and distressed. And there's, I'm sure there's a name for it, but you know the plate where they've got money on it at the front where people yeah, have put money yeah, on it. Yeah, the yeah. fact that when they're going to clear out, he's, he's <laughs> taking all the money yeah, off the yeah. plate. He's got to leave it there. He's just, I mean, yeah. he is just established. He's yeah. worried about money with yeah, the wife now. And, you know, yeah. I, thought, I thought that was really sensible of him, actually. Yeah, Can we have some props for Bruno, by the way? Bruno, who came in and just slammed it on that dance floor. I was like, was he practicing with the family beforehand? I refuse to believe. He just fucking winged that because that was extraordinary. <laughs> Only white men can dance. Went, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Ah, I am here to prove that wrong. Let's put some sum before. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. None of them are in this room. But, <laughs> but they can't jump and dogs can't look up. So <laughs> like, that is true. We yeah. should absolutely establish yeah. that. We were talking about that actually earlier on because we watched the episode. The three of us watched the episode together, uh, gathered around my, my computer upstairs, mm. and about how Bruno has just wholeheartedly thrown himself into Kamala's family and Kamala's culture. And in a way that Helen, you were saying that maybe even Kamala herself hasn't really embraced because it's been part of her life all the yeah, way through. And it's like she, Bruno's for her, come it's to just. It and, background it's that's why the things are whatever you know uh, whereas for Bruno it's like an active he he just loves he, I mean I think he loves her but he also just wants to know he more about all of this he's him. done the homework he's been he's been learning the dances yeah. he's mm. he, he's picked up some of the language yeah, like he's yeah. you know he's just I think you know in the comics certainly his family background is not the happiest in the world and they haven't gotten too into that in the show yet but you get the sense that he's maybe a little bit lonely and a little bit mm. adrift and is kind of as all of us would, as Chris has just mm. established, mm. latched on to, to Kamala's family as, as yeah. his own. Oh, yeah. I, I would never let them go. Look at all of the food that he gets just from her, oh, her yeah. mum. Like, that was a great scene. Mm. That's what really made me laugh because, like, you can't be a proper brown person unless you're giving away loads of food and loads of Tupperware containers. <laughs> we should make clear that Neil has come in with an I entire say. box <laughs> from the <laughs> <laughs> which was, was delicious. What's in those brownies, by the way? Can I, can I, well, I'm feeling kind of I know that we don't talk about Bruno, but I feel we should talk about Bruno. Um, because, and this is kind of a listener question, but also kind of isn't because I've lost it. <laughs> But someone wrote in to me a couple of days ago before this episode aired and said they have a theory about Bruno. Because I've said on the two previous shows how much I enjoyed the fact that we hadn't had a clear antagonist. And we were just, it was a hangout show. And it was a character building show. And this person wrote in, and I, my apologies for not getting your name. Uh, if, if it's you, make yourself known to me and I will, I will send you some faggy bucks. Um, so <laughs> this person... <laughs> As no. your lawyer, let me just make clear for this, just, just for the, another time. There's no such thing as five e bucks. This is how this is how you get money. You know, how you get things from the vending machine at Marvel. Again, clearly, this is well. Maybe in Marvel there is. Yeah, I'm not going to make a, no, a this is true. blanket this is statement, true. but here yeah. there is no such thing as five bucks. The Amber Podcast would like to make it clear there is no such thing as five bucks. <laughs> uh, so anyway, this person wrote in to say that uh, there might be an antagonist, and this this antagonist might have been standing there hiding in plain sight all along and it might be Bruno. Brian. It might be Brian <laughs> because Brian, Bruno, might take rejection by Kamala so personally that he might fester and go full toxic incel and become the bad guy Maybe of the he show. finds the second bangle. 
Oh, just stop. No, uh, that wasn't even a genuine bangle joke. I'm it was just, an actual bangle an actual point. Yeah. I'm just there is a second bangle. You know what that is? You conditioned me. I know. I know. I didn't say he was going to take her bangle. I said he's going to take oh, her. Oh, oh, no, James. It's a legitimate so point. No, I said there is a second bangle out there somewhere and he could find it and then get the powers of you the... You really you have know. ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that's true of every show I've ever done. Spoiler for much. Just in different ways. Yeah. Poor Amon trying to make a point here. <laughs> that, there's potential for that. In the comics, he does turn bad. I would like... No. No. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's, it's heartbreaking. But I would like them to leave that, if at all possible, until season two of the show. Let's get season one out of the way. There's still so much, even without factoring a potential shift like that in, there's still so much that this season already has to deal with between Kamala's development between the family, her lineage, between the history of the cuff, um, that I think there's only now three episodes left to get into all of that and resolve that in a satisfying fashion. <laughs> We've been um, here before. We have <laughs> been here before. That is true. There's only three episodes left. There's to resolve. You're sure you can resolve it all. They resolved none of it. So, yeah, and honestly, I want to see more of Kamala and Bruno being friends because I'm really loving that friendship. Um, and honestly, the more we see of that, when that inevitable turn does happen, it will hurt that much more for having... Uh, for, for so you're saying seen... inevitable turn. Why do you think it's an inevitable turn? I don't know. You they got, don't, you, they you don't, the, they don't do direct adaptation. This is true. This is true. But Although, I feel like... Although, said that, there's a lot of lines directly from the comic <laughs> in, yes, in this including show. Including is... one of my favorites, which is, uh, good is not a thing you are, it's a thing you do, hmm. uh, which is one of my favorite lines uh, from the comics. So, yeah, I feel like... There's a potential for that. There's a lot of really cool material you can derive from that once you make that shift. I'm just not ready for them to go there quite just yet. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping they keep Bruno as a friend. Yeah. yeah. And that's that. I don't want them to sort of... like it's, It felt... I was a little annoyed seeing that he has feelings for her. It just feels like such an easy way to go. And I, I've not read the comics, so I'm not sure if that's a thing or what have you. But I hope it's just like they... Maybe he confesses his love for her and they still remain friends and then it becomes fine. But I hope that's all it is. I, yeah, I, I'm with you. I would like it to be kind of teenage drama stuff. And not, mm. not in the sense of drama drama, but in the sense of at the moment, I think he has a sense that he's giving a lot and she's mm. taking quite a lot and not giving much back because she's so preoccupied with everything that's going on. It's mm. understandable. But this I would like true. there to be a point where she sort of realizes that and, and kind of... Mm. tries to correct the balance. I mean, because, you know, he, he has to tell her days after the fact that he got into early admission to Caltech. That's a huge, huge deal, especially for kids at that, that age who are about to go off to college. Yeah. It's a huge, mm. huge deal. And and she's been so preoccupied with all of this other stuff that she hasn't presumably asked or, or, or been involved in that at all. So do you know what I mean? I want... I kind of want him to a little bit call her out or a little bit her not to need called out, but to, to sort of mm. say yeah. herself, yeah. Yeah. this he's, is, you know. He's been yeah, hooking he's, her up. The yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So, been, yeah. So he's doing his research as well. Like yeah. he, he read that paper by Dr. Eric Selvig mm. and yeah. like found out exactly what they needed to do. And it was, you know, he's very, very supportive of basically exactly. everything that she mm. does. And you, you don't get that reciprocal relationship. Exactly. See, I, I want that to happen. Yeah. See, that scene is, is interesting. The scene in the convenience store with, with Kamala's dad. Mm. Because 
I was watching it going, especially when the, 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 the person said that, that question about Bruno maybe turning bad at some point or breaking bad at some point. I, I dismissed it because I'm, I'm team Bruno, as Bishop K. Ali discussed with me. She said, you know, are you team Bruno or team Cameron? I was like, I'm team Bruno because, you know, they just love their connection, their, their relationship. And she was like, that's interesting. We go back and forth in the, in the office. And now this person was saying, does she, you know, she obviously she does have knowledge of where this goes because she's the creator and head writer. So does she know that Bruno does break bad or maybe Bruno turns or something happens? It's very interesting. Like, I, I think this is not a reciprocal relationship. I think Kamala loves him as a friend, but I don't think there's any sense from her right, that she's yeah. attracted to him, whereas I'm clearly getting that sense from him. Yeah. Uh, but in that scene with her dad, if you look at it as... You know, he's talking about what the djinn are and, you know, how they're, you know, what they've been looking to get somewhere. If you watch his eyes, for me, there's an, there's an element in that scene of, yeah, you could see that someone taking information on board. He's clearly a very, very smart guy. But also, there's a possible element. There's a slight deadness to the eyes, which I think is quite interesting. And maybe he's clocking this information and processing it in a different way than we might expect that might come back later on that maybe he's I'm just saying no I know we, we I think it's about open this. to yeah. interpretation yeah we talked about this when we watched I, I still think that's more him being like uh oh mm. this could be really bad for yeah. Kamala I think yeah. I think that's it but um, yeah, yeah. So I like that it's now a little bit complicated because going into this episode Cameron given uh, his ties to what we now know is the quote unquote well maybe not I mean she she is an antagonist shall we say um, an antagonist uh, I don't know if she's his aunt or not uh, <laughs> she's Kamala's aunt or not but it works for me so she's an antagonist <laughs> the Illuminante Paul <laughs> comes back to the Illuminante one of the my favourite things the best pun in the MCU so good. I've never heard so that good. before I must admit it's so good it's yeah. so good and it's very yeah. accurate also the mosque everything. the mosque bros in that episode from last week one of them is one of the directors it's Bilal, Bilal Falah, who's he's right in the middle of the, the Moss Bros as they're taking a selfie. <laughs> I didn't see a deal, but uh, he <laughs> nice. might be in there too. Awesome. But yeah, given Cam's ties to uh, her, which I'm sure we're going to get into, um, I thought that he was positioned to be a little bit of the bad guy in a sense. But in mm. this episode, that is clear that it's not the case. And now there is a legitimate decision that Kamala will have to make somewhere down the line in terms of which boy she decides to maybe pursue. Maybe she won't well, go with either boy. If she, yeah, and if she isn't into Bruno, it's not so much of a decision, really, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. true. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I think I think the Cameron thing is interesting, isn't it? Because he, yeah, I did think he was maybe going to be bad mm -hmm. at the end of last episode. It did look like that was the way it was going. And now it seems not. And But there is still the possibility, isn't there? Because he could be put in a position where he has to choose mm -hmm. between essentially his family and this new friend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and, and in fairness, not just this new friend, but also what I think he believes to be right. Mm -hmm. But that might also shift as time goes on. If, if more pressure is put on his family, if, if Najma explains why this sudden time pressure, why everything has to be done now, why it's really important, he could shift. He could shift the other way. He could suddenly side with her again against Kamala we just kind of don't know yet yeah. I think he might I think he might he might uh, side ultimately with his mum over this girl he's met for two days but it's interesting that you know his mum's sharing like a private conversation that he's had with her about how he finds Kamala adorable which is yeah. which is an insight into because I, I wondered last week if he was putting her on we also have to talk or, or maybe not talk but just point out the flaws in the clandestines plan which is as far as I can see is they get wind that Kamala has the cuff 
uh, and then Cuffing they, season. they immediately <laughs> swing into action and enroll Cameron in school in the hope that he bumps into her well, and befriends her. I'm not sure that's what happened. I would like to think that they came to the area because they sensed the energy or whatever mm-hmm. in the area and just put yeah. him in school because they put him in school. I don't think. I don't he, he He's deliberately bumping into her to that corridor. He's deliberately catching her attention when he dives off the roof, uh, you know, into the pool. He's focused entirely wow. on her. And then just within, within that, of course, he actually is charmed by her because... It's impossible not to be charmed mm-hmm. by her. Yeah. But I think it's entirely, he's been pointed in her direction, used as a weapon with extreme hotness. <laughs> that's we all know what that's like. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a burden. It's great. It's really difficult. I know. It's like <laughs> Speaking of people, his hotness is across to bear. Jimbo. Hi. Should we talk about? Um, should we, it's, it's hard. This is this week's. Uh, let's praise Iman Falani. Uh, she's terrific again in this episode, she's, and she gets something to do. She gets mm-hmm. notes to play she hasn't played before. I I loved 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 the kitchen fight sequence. I loved that it went full Jurassic Park at one point. She was wrapped oh, in the kitchen, Park. which was fantastic. Uh, but there's a bit and I can't even remember what's being said but there is a particular line that she delivers and she's kind of sitting leaning forward and she says it and she looks down does this little pouty face and I was like she is so expressive and natural and, and natural and just exactly as he says she's fucking adorable yeah. like she's just wonderful in this character and she's a delight to be on screen and, and I think it speaks volumes about this show that even when they do McClanky moments <laughs> like when like when like it's oh look hey it's the whole plot here in Urdu let me just really read it out for you <laughs> here's the whole plot of this I mean that is clunky as fuck and like you know there are moments in there where the plotting's a bit like oof Jesus Christ but because the show's so charming you let it go and because it's her dad doing it and he's just brilliant mm-hmm. you roll with it and you're fine mm-hmm. with that and it's not a problem and I think that's the show generates so much goodwill from the viewer that you're just oh it's great it's, oh, it's lovely carry on it's great mm-hmm. uh, and I think that I think that's wonderful and then mm-hmm. she she contributes to that because she's she's brilliant when she's on screen mm-hmm. but yeah that that fight which again you know in many ways it, it's, it's a bunch of slightly faceless generic people coming and attacking her but it's the way she deals with it is fun mm. the camera movement is interesting you know it's quite they feel quite dynamic and it's not just the musical choice which I think does add something to it yeah. just physically the way it's shot the way it's paced the way it speeds up to the sun she's hiding under a table she's doing this it's just a lot of fun to watch and not to rag on any other shows at the moment it's in a fucking kitchen and not in a big Room with LED walls. I loved, I loved the uh, the uh, the cook's reaction or one of the, one of the kitchen staff's <laughs> nope. reaction. Absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. not. <laughs> no. It's very, very New York slash Jersey City yeah. uh, reaction to someone being punched in the face. No, I am out of here. I am no fine. You have your beef. It's it's totally fine. Uh, yeah, she's really, really good in that moment as well. Um, we were talking earlier on, and I think a mom pointed out that. Um, whenever she's been attacked by the baddies, for want of a better word, she unleashes the big fist. She, yes. she embiggens she her fist yeah. on, uh, when Bruno gets hurt. Yeah. So maybe there is something mm. there. Maybe there is a little bit. Maybe it's just like you're hurting my friend, my childhood friend, or maybe it's yeah. like, get off my Get man. away from him, you <laughs> bitch. <laughs> yeah. uh, one thing I will say, and again, and I, I think like you can you can paper over a lot of cracks with just good writing, Ooh. which is, everyone can know everyone speaking about good writing. But but like in this, like, you know, you write it in the script, oh, she pulls the fire alarm to get them all out. And it's like, really, does she? But it's just like, stick to the classics. And I just mm. like the fact that they acknowledge, it's pretty obvious, but actually, it's what you do. Yeah. It's 100% what you do. Yeah. And I thought that was a great line and it perfectly sold it for me. And it has a residual impact in terms of a person saw yeah. her do that. We yeah. saw her do it. <laughs> she <laughs> fucked the wedding. Yeah. What's going on? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, no, she's fantastic. And, 
you know, I think through her, there's a number of scenes in which the show re-emphasizes that family is at the core family <laughs> of this Marvel. And we don't even need to, you know, see the scenes where that's verbalized um, in this episode, which is the scene which she has in the bathroom with her mother, fantastic scene, and also the scene which she overhears uh, of, of her brother and her father talking. I, I love how that theme is at the forefront of all of this, mm-hmm. um, to the point where I said this to you guys earlier when we were watching the final sort of minutes of the episode where she goes back home and her father and her family sort of ask her what's really, really going on. I would have kind of liked her to come clean at that point because that would have been a nice expectation subversion because we have seen the part where it looks like it's going down in terms of I'm going to keep the truth to myself for at least an episode or two more and then everything's going to come out because I do feel like the family dynamic is so well done and we know what it is and, and, and there's that trust at least to a point there already that that could have worked at that earlier point um but yeah i i love what they're doing with that and iman and not only iman but the rest of the family and her friends and community it's all done really really well mm-hmm. my only note about I, I i kind of agree it would have been a nice subversion of expectation mm-hmm. but her parents are so protective of her yeah um, she, I mean, she would give her mother a heart attack, I feel like, right? Yeah. Uh, she would. Uh, Especially yeah. if her mum knows what the bang uh, cuff is. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, and I think there is the sense that there's a mystery to be uncovered there. Can we talk about her granny? Mm. Yes. And the other yeah. cuff? Yeah. That's exciting. So I, I wonder if the fact that her granny shares these visions mm-hmm. of, of 1947 uh, means that it would, uh, that uh, her granny has the other cuff. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think, think about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. Mm, and then we'll go from bangle to bangle. Which, but uh, then maybe, she, well, yes, you know, then uh, then she'll have the bangles and can light an eternal flame yeah, and send them that's out. that's right. <laughs> also, she's going to go there, so next next uh, episode she'll be the Karachi kid. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, no. <laughs> good joke. Was good. it a good solid, joke? Solid pun. Was I, it a solid I, pun? Sorry, I enjoyed it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Please, sir. Neil, you can come back. Like, oh. Neil before pod. I'm sorry. I'm that guy. Close your eyes. I, I thought of that too. Give I me say. your hand. Bangle, darling. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if she has the... That may be, that may be because me Because if she did it. activate it, then mm. I think... Then... Do you think they'd have sensed it? But they're in prison. Mm. They're in prison, aren't they? Well, they're, they're in a holding cell. But they would have sensed it and then gone off to Karachi as well. But maybe, maybe she, she didn't activate it. As but she's it were. the young child who was saved at the train station, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah that was so, so. She found her dad on so, the train or the, yeah. on, the, on the on the track or something like that. Yeah. So yeah. she has a connection to Aisha, who yeah. has had the bangle. Mm. Yeah. So presumably yeah. she knows where Aisha is. Yeah. Maybe. I have a question. I need clarification on. This is a podcast, and what happens is people sit around a table and they talk about a show. <laughs> Probably a different question. Oh, sorry. Okay. okay. I just assumed. You assumed incorrectly. <laughs> the clandestines. Is it their plan to remove the cuff from Kamala to use themselves or to use the cuff through Kamala? I think they want to use the cuff through Kamala, from what I can well, tell. Because isn't, pow- isn't the power... Like all the, the force is inside Kamala and it's yeah. just expressed via the bangle. It's yeah. not yeah. coming but, from the bangle. But yeah. Naja, when she grabs the bangle 
and the, so seems the, to share. Yes, yeah. Bit, yeah. And the fact that she was able to sense uh, Kamala when she used the bangle would seem to indicate that she can also use the power of the bangle to unlock the the more within herself. But then, but then yeah. she would have just tried to. She would have just said, "Look, you, the, you that bangle is too much power for you." We've been looking mm. for years. Look at us. We're the gin. We know what we're talking about. Give it to us. And, mm. you know, Kamala might have just gone, you know what? I don't want to be a superhero, even though I kind of do secretly. Mm-hmm. Here, take this. It's a weight off my mind. Honestly, yeah. have it. Noor. She doesn't I do say Noor. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so she doesn't, she doesn't do that. She doesn't. She she uh, she wants to. She even says, I think, to Cameron, you know, we, you know, we're going to go there and we're going to make her do this. Mm. The time for asking is over. Mm. That was twelve <laughs> hours ago. Yeah, like yeah. calm down. I think that, that was the big plot hole. They, yeah. they yeah. let her go all friendly, like, yeah. saying we're going to figure mm. this out. And the moment she says it might take a while, they're like, "Fuck you! <laughs> yeah. How dare you? Yeah, we are done asking." Yeah. To be fair, if they've been away from their home for what seventy-five years at this point, you know, uh, they've been they away can for wait another day. They can wait another <laughs> yeah, yeah, couple of days. Yeah. Her brother's getting married. Her only brother. Come on. Yeah, don't gay crash a wedding, you dicks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that was a major dick. Brown <laughs> Jovi were performing. Yeah. This yeah. is not me advocating for them crashing a wedding. I'm just saying that I understand them to oh. a point. Oh. Do you think Brown Jovi went down in the blaze of glory? <laughs> <laughs> I would hope not. <laughs> I don't know any other Bron Jovi songs. <laughs> right, there's the one about the, the prayer. There's, there's bad medicine. I they kept the faith. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah. That's good. And then Blaze of Glory. Yeah. And then another one. Other. There must be another one, <laughs> right? There must be another one. Another, another name, one. Just name from one more Bon Jovi song. Um, bad Roses. We've had that You've one. Said that one. Oh, well, I know. But I'm saying it again. Um, uh, slippery when wet, or is that That's an the album? album? There's no <sighs> song called. New, slippery I don't think so. <laughs> is there? Maybe there is. There's New Jersey. That's the other album. I don't know. Oh my god. Yeah, I got nothing. Wait, wait, wait. There's another one just from Young Guns. There's Blaze of Glory, and there's also the other one. The, oh yes, the, oh, God. the other one. Oh, what are you like? The cowboy song. I don't know. <laughs> did he, did he do Look one? Did he do a song for U five seven one? Got my face shot off by an exploding door. What is happening? That's what Why? happens to him in U five seven one. Spoiler for U five seven one, by the way. Yeah, I'm seeing it. <laughs> John Bon Jovi is in the West Wing. Yeah, he is. Is, is he? he? Mm. Yeah, he is. He <laughs> plays a character what? frozen in carbonite on he the walls. He plays a character called John Bon Jovi. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. He's a he, a, he plays a he plays a campaign event. Who does? Wow. Santos for America. <laughs> As a Brown Jovi tribute act? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. Good lord. Should we have a, a couple of listener questions? Because I know you gotta oh, go. Please. You got what are you gonna go see? You gotta see something? I'm gonna see Only Murders in the Building. Oh, that's exciting. Season two, episode one, I guess. That's Ooh. very exciting. It'd be weird if they showed episode like four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean it's weird. Not like the entire series has been on the screen of sight for, for weeks or anything. I mean, like that's <laughs> not the point. There's gonna be a QA, it? it's gonna be <laughs> I an think event. So. <laughs> yeah, of course it has, but like it's different. Right. Anyway, okay. Well, let's let's get into some questions real quick. Uh, so at right underscore writer underscore says my Miss Marvel episode three question is this: Does the pod team that's us hello think that we're going to have to say goodbye to the fun visuals that were far more prevalent in the first two episodes? Now that the show's main narrative is becoming more serious, less playful. I hope not, but I would mm. not be surprised if that was the case. That makes sense. Mm, I think the whim- the whimsy has maybe faded since then. Well, but they've bit, got other yeah. things to spend their effects budget on now because mm-hmm. we got lots of hard light activity. So uh, I think it's this is you know it's fine. Mm. Oh, I think it's way, still uh, fun. I think it's still fun, but I think it's deliberately 
dialed down a little bit mm-hmm. this week, but mm-hmm. I know that Adil and Bilal will be returning us for the final episode. I expect some fireworks yeah. uh, there, there, maybe literal yeah. and figurative. There, there was there was some stuff when um, it was time for the wedding. We got the nice little sort of wedding time. Not wedding time. Wedding time. Uh, <laughs> the wedding of <laughs> like yes. bullet yeah. time yeah. with yeah. the confetti. Yeah. 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 And I continue to love every Miss Marvel title drop that they've done across the first yes. episodes. It's yes. been fantastic. Um, so I love that they're continuing on with that. There was another to the texting uh, in this episode as well. So there, there's, there's little flourishes there. Yeah. Less, than, less than what we saw in terms of the mm. volume of it in it episode one. Yeah. Um, but there's some still, still some stuff there. I love that we're still seeing a lot of sloths and flying sloths in the background. <laughs> like she's got a sloth yes. on bed. That. Like yeah. it's a little sort of like continuing nice. motif. <laughs> and the cool. comics love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hopefully, hopefully. And listen, you know, if we do go to Karachi next week, maybe they'll they'll mix up the visual style there as well. That'd be really uh, cool. John C. Karachi or Backlot in Los Angeles is more like Atlanta. Atlanta (laughs) pretending to be Karachi is more likely. Uh, At John C. 666, is it at all possible for the Department of Damage Control to do more to come across as insensitive assholes? (laughs) They're doing a pretty good job of it, I think. They're doing a solid job there. Uh, Let me see. Lots of questions for Obi-Wan. This is why we might do an Obi-Wan spoiler. uh, Obi-Wan could be. That's That's a name I've not heard. I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to hopefully the numbers on Miss Marvel rising in the wake of Obi Wan's conclusion. Now that they're yeah. not going to be dueling mm. uh, every Wednesday in terms of you know who's going to watch what first. Ooh, who'd win in that fight if they were dueling? <laughs> I take Miss Marvel. Yep. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she. Well, I, I take Miss. I take Miss Marvel, who's fully in control of her powers and her skill set, and knows what she's doing. I just think they'd have a probably stop and just have a great chat. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the most likely. Hello there, sure. he'd say, <laughs> and then she'd say something adorable and re- return. No, no, she'd lead with hello there, and then be like, oh my oh, god, oh my god, that's so meta. That's so meta, better. No, no, I tried it. I gave it a go. I gave it a good old college try. Anyway. Uh, here's a question from at Lincoln Park Ollie. Uh, how can I book Brown Jovi? You can't. They don't <laughs> exist. Also, how do we think Miss Marvel's powers will develop over the rest of the season? So, yeah, she's getting the hang of things. We mm. saw the first punch this week. Mm. Uh, feels like she's got platforming down at this point, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's still so many constructs that she could do. She's also good. I mean, it's, it's more instinctual than anything, but the shields are working pretty well as well. There's so many more constructs that she can make, um, which she hasn't really sort of gotten Played to yet, g- yeah. got, gotten the opportunity to do yet. I feel like that is the next big step. But the confidence is there. Like she's like, you know, when she's leaving um, the scene of the uh, big fight scene at the end and she closes the door, she like just almost instinctually uses her power to sort of, you know, make sure the door stays shut. Mm. Um, so that the confidence has definitely been, compared that to episode one, yeah. it's, it's, it's really shut up and I'm really enjoying that. And I hope she gets more opportunities to really flex on him with do her skill set. Do you think there will be a second cuff out there somewhere and that that will take her up another parallel? Absolutely, yeah. yes. I do too. Yeah. 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 James, you're all very conscious that you're there. All right. Conscious. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Never go double bang. Come on, Helen. If we if we had to come up with new jokes every week, we'd have nothing to say. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. We tried. <laughs> we have to embrace the past, or maybe we should just kill. Yeah. Was it? Was it? Forget the past. Kill it if you have to. That's right. Yeah. 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 But well, he was a fun. He was, like, <laughs> yeah. he was a laugh a minute, wasn't he? Or laugh a minute, Kylo. 
Jesus Christ. Uh, anyway, how long do you have? Five no, minutes? It's six o'clock. Uh, you got to go? All right, I do have to go pretty soon. All right, okay. Oh, someone, some, someone spotted the ten rings on the floor, Helen. Yes. Gert head. Yeah. Not just me. Gert head. Uh, if there is a second bangle out there and Kamala obtains it, how powerful could she get, says Louis D. Strong. Is it starting to feel we're not going to see her in full costume until the very end of the last episode? I think we'll see her in full costume in the last episode. That is correct. Mm. Yeah. That, feels like that is correct. It's an immortality. They're teasing it a lot uh, at the end of every um, episode, at the end of the credits, they um, have you know, Miss Marvel's full costume, full get up there. So I feel, feel like yeah. that, that is what... They will. Yeah. They, did, they did show the, I don't know, the goggles or whatever they were. The, yeah, the yeah, yeah, mask. The mask. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. She's got yeah. the mask. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bag. And, and I feel like the, the power level you mentioned is a good point because Captain Marvel is one of the most powerful heroes in the MCU. Whatever mm. adventure that she gets up to in the mm-hmm. Marvels, she will need some powerful backup. So, yeah, I, mean, I feel like two... Not as two powerful as Wanda Maxwell, but that's a debate for another time. Uh, anyway, uh, Bag... I said one of the most powerful, not the most powerful. <laughs> this is true. Mm-hmm. This is very, very true. I don't know. She puts on a better show than... Well, pr- pr- I'd say more powerful than pre-Darkhold Wanda. Yes, that I agree with. Post dark cold, not so much. Yeah. Someone mm. sent me a question. Oh, hang on a second. This is a fucking yeah. contravention of the of the rights. <laughs> go on, at, yeah, go on. at Armadou, do you think Nakia might be a wrong? And I feel like she's been given a wee bit too much screen time and backstory to just remain pious. No, I don't think so. Um, no, I don't either. But, you know, and, and I like question. you know uh, what they're doing with her. I mean, to be honest, I would be equally as pissed. Nakia has been nothing but good to. Kamala been very honest, shared details of her life, etc. The mm-hmm. fact that Kamala hasn't told Nakia, to be honest, I was a bit surprised that she elected not to do that. And now that she's found out like this, Kamala's got some explaining to do next week. Yeah. I, hope she I, I think that. Brian has probably <laughs> covered most of that. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I thought it was a there was a, again slightly conventional attempt to engineer some sort of enmity between the two of them about that. I think you know just to have a conversation about it. It'll be it'll all blow over in a second. But I love their relationship. I love that dude bro yeah, exchange they great. have. Yeah, that was nice. Where she comes into a room and flumps onto the bed and just they seem so you know the squishy nickname that Kamala gives her. Yeah. It's so it's such a lovely, well written, well observed female friendship in the MCU uh, which is very very rare Darcy and Jane maybe, and um, Maria Rambo and, and Carol Danvers are two of the only few examples I can think of mm. uh, but listen lots of stuff still to talk about three episodes yet to come File Shopaholic sent in a question there are loads of people sending questions but uh, we do have to run because these guys have got to go to only murders in the building yeah. um, so listen we'll be back next week to talk more about the further adventures of Nightlight uh, or whatever other funny names Miss Marvel's a terrible name as well by the way but if that's where she's going to uh, end up with um, I quite like Nightlight but hey ho um, it's no Night Monkey but it's it no is Night good. Monkey is it but, uh, but there you go uh, anyway that is it for this week's Miss Marvel spoiler special hope you guys have enjoyed it uh, Neil how was it? Yeah, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> it was very good. I, I, I enjoyed it. Massive bangle. Really good. There's someone who doesn't want to be invited back. <laughs> <laughs> he's brought brownies. I really enjoyed it. He's brought brownies. We're, brownies. we're keeping Just the brownies. Yeah, I'll leave them here. Bye, Neil. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. So, yeah. so you want these brownies, not this brownie. Moving swiftly on. <laughs> <laughs> It's goodbye from James Dyer. <laughs> goodbye. It's goodbye from Mamon Warman. Peace. It's goodbye from Helen O'Hara. Toodaloo. <laughs> <laughs>
And it's goodbye for me. I Whitey. think I now have one point. <laughs> it's goodbye for me, Whitey. <laughs> What? Just, just Whitey. <laughs> so I'm going to announce myself now at the end of the show. It's goodbye from me, Whitey. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> anyway, it's goodbye from me. I've got £1.13 and faggy bucks. I'm less close to a cup. It's so, so exciting. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye. 